How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? <laughs> You're so gray. Yes, because I'm dying. Well, we're all dying. We're all dying. I'm dying faster, though. So I'm winning the race. Um, uh, pretty fucking fun. What are you doing? Are you, are you, is this for the podcast? Or are you yeah, looking shit up? I'm, um, I'm trying to come up with a name for the sex toy I invented. Oh, okay, well, we'll get to that. But uh, before we do... Um, if this sounds weird, this little portion of the recording, it's because we're not recording with our normal recording gear. We're actually just recording straight to the laptop with the built-in mic. Uh, Jeremy's in prison. As you all know, we went to LA last week and 
Turns out he's really into stealing cars. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, not quite. But I am in a prison of sorts, uh, a hospital prison for, <clears throat> well, hopefully no longer than 10 days <laughs> because I have plans. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I went to L.A. I had a fantastic trip down there with the boys um, and so fantastic, in fact, that it sort of fucked up uh, our plans to put out an episode last week. So my deepest apologies. And then as soon as I got home, I found out um, that... Uh, try- He's allergic to shoveling. I'm allergic to shoveling. We had a snowstorm and uh, tried to help Bridie clear the driveway. <clears throat> and in the midst of doing that, I f- had a coughing fit, uh, which was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, it was like a it was like something out of a fucking horror movie. I it was, was I, pretty intense. You were shocked. You I were, was totally. Shocked. You didn't know what to do. You were just you paused and like. Well, no, I I wanted to take a photo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I look, I grabbed your glasses when you threw them in the snow. Yeah. Well, what happened was I, I started like violently coughing up, um, huge amounts of blood and it was really, it was really fucked up. Like it was, it was like something out of a movie. Like, you know, when someone's like in like a Western, when they find out that they have tuberculosis and they cough in their hand and their hands just like. Covered or, in blood. Or like you realize you get poisoned. Like those sudden, like, oh yeah. my God, and then you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. I was quite surprised. That, Especially with all that snow. Yeah, that made it much more drastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was very dramatic. It was like something out of like Hateful Eight. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we rushed to the ER and it turns out I have pneumonia. So, um, which is not good for someone like myself. I mean, I don't think pneumonia is good for anyone. But generally it's, not. Generally, it's extra not good for people with CF. But fear not. Um, the doctor told me this morning that we caught this pretty early. So uh, chances of me dying in the next two weeks are pretty slim, I think. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> so you can expect an episode next week as well. Yes. But yeah, so I felt so bad about it last week. I, I, I thought, well, fuck it. You know what? We're doing no, it. No matter what it takes, uh, we're going to put out an episode this week. So we'll keep this intro uh, short. And, and throw throw into our conversation uh, from Toronto with with our friend Avery. But before we do, yeah, you created a sex toy. I think so. Working I, on a new I just, IP. I just tried to Google it. I there's a part of me that's really hesitant to like give it away, but then there's another part of me that's like somebody out there might want to team up with me and know something about inventing things. And so, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I think it's like a, it's kind of like a dildo, but it's it it's inflatable, but I think with liquid, like it's like kind of like a, a like a water balloon. A water balloon is exactly what it is, um, and you insert it, and then you can like you can like make it expand and contract and expand and contract, and you use it while you're on your period, and it creates like a very light suctiony feeling as well. That just kind of like encourages the blood flow while also massaging the inside of of your vagina and like your abdomen. Because <laughs> um, I find that sex on my period is generally really helpful for my cramps. And so I was like just thinking that would be the most pleasurable sensation I could imagine for for the that time. 
Yeah, I, you know, this is one of those uh, inventions that I just can't put myself there. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the thought of balloons blowing up inside me, I have a, <laughs> I have a little bit. I have a little bit of a phobia. You know, speaking of being in the hospital, yeah. last time I had a balloon blown up in me was <laughs> when I was here. The last time, which was a catheter, uh-huh. and they blew the balloon up inside <laughs> my pee hole so that the tube that they rammed all the way up in there didn't fall out. Someone out there is listening to this and thinking, that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> my fucking God. I, I, but that's why it's the, the material is really important. Like the, it has to be, like it can't, there can't be a risk of it like over inflating and like exploding like a balloon full of air. Right. It has to be stretchy. It has to have give to it. And also it has to be hypoallergenic, obviously. And so who's making this? Is this like a Nerf, um, (laughs) is this a Nerf made... Interesting. Story, Interesting. I you is, know is this what? something you get at Toys R Us before they before they got bought up? It should definitely be linked up with some sort of household item, the way that the the magic wand is. Oh yeah, right. You know, because right. I feel like So like it, it can be used in the bedroom but it can also be used by your five year old to you know, throw at the neighbor's kid to it get could, wet. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it, it could also function as a water gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, or a whoopee cushion, maybe? Ooh, yeah, but no sharp seams. The sharp, you can't have any sharp seams <clears throat> around the balloon. Right, right, right. It has to be fully smooth. Okay, well. But I, I, was, I was trying to think of names for it while I was showering today. Um, the first one that came to mind was the plunge. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's, a red, there's a subreddit called Our Shower Thoughts. You should totally submit that to our shower thoughts. The plunge, because it's like, <coughs> you can take the plunge. Yeah. You know, while you're on your period, you can take the plunge. But it also has that plunge. has that plunger sort of aspect to <laughs> yeah. it, where it's just cleaning your hole out. And then another one I had was <coughs> was vacuous max, Maximus. Oh my God. <laughs> to give it something really grand. That makes you know? me sick. <laughs> but then there was like... Um, uh, Maximus Vagimus. <laughs> Man, I honestly, I, I, have, I, have, I feel like you might want to hire someone. <laughs> this is going to be a hard sell. Uh, listen, <clears throat> I know that I have it. This is just the beginning, and I'm will, I'm open and willing. What do you? What's on your mind over there, Becca? Becca's, I, can the, like, I can see the gears turning. Becca's also here, uh, helping with my my. Care Do at you the have hospital. a name, a name yeah, recommendation? I'm maybe the red massage. Ooh, the, the red massage. Anyone didn't hear that? The red massage. I like that because I was thinking something in like the um, the ant flow. How about, kind the, of. how about the red wedding? Yeah, but not the red wedding because it's not enough. It's not. How about the harvest moon? Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's I actually like kind of nice. Yeah. Is it the inflatable like- harvest moon. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. That's the that one's winning for me. Although the tides of the harvest moon. Now we're getting a little little grand. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty sweet album name. So yeah, the tides. <clears throat> the tides are are like the douche. They're the, it's the douche douche application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see, you add the tides. Maybe there's the tides to the harvest as well. moon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm a, I'm sold a little more now. So now we all have that going. I wonder on. if I can use it down my lungs to pull out all the blood that's uh, sort of caught in my in my respiratory tract. Yeah. I wouldn't want okay. to block your 
Your airflow. Yeah. All right. Well, how about you flesh that out, and then uh, maybe next week we can see how far you got with that. I will. Yeah, I'll think on it. And if anybody out there has any ideas, uh, send your name ideas to turnmeonpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com or slide to the DMs on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this this interview, and I'm glad we got to record. Today. Yeah, this is really cool. So this is our friend Avery uh, from Toronto. She's the first self-identifying swinger we've had on the show, uh, I believe. And um, not for me, but I get it. Yeah, I get, I get it. it too. Yeah. I get it too. And and there's something that uh, about swingers that also kind of remind me of vampires in the in the like the, totally. this never aging sort of. They have this secret, this like flush, this flat, this glow that just wanders around yeah. with them and from inside them. Like they're they're somehow they know where the fountain of youth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that she entered with um, with a, a murder of bats behind her as well. <laughs> so that maybe maybe you're right on something there. <laughs> All right, we hope you enjoy this as much as we did. And uh, again, deepest apologies for missing out on last week. Um, <clears throat> and. Uh, we will we'll make it up to you in the future. Uh, love ya, and see you on the other side. Okay, so Avery. Okay. Yeah. Avery it okay. is. Um, um, and uh, I, you know what? You may be the first... Uh, are you? Will you be the first like self-identified swinger that we've yeah, had on I the show? Yeah, I think so. That's why so. I was so excited to come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I've only been in the lifestyle for about... It's been about two years now. Okay. And there's I think there's way more people that are like way more in it. We're still figuring it out as we go. Mm. But um, it's been like really fun for us and... Um, I'm re- I just finished the state of affairs, Great. which I know you love. Yeah, and like it's so funny the way they they talk a lot more about polyamory and a lot more about open relationships, and like they briefly cover swinging, but like the way they describe it as like swinging is the sex, and then polyamory is the conversation. Yeah, and so like interesting. Yeah, is so, that how you see it as well? Yeah, for sure. Like I think I definitely don't see us separating and being in separate relationships with other people. For yeah. us, it's more about the excitement of like going out. Like we always say when we go to the club because the big place we do is we meet people at like swinger clubs and stuff okay. and then we've just started venturing online and finding people that way but we find it a lot more a lot more people are flaky and difficult to meet up with mm. so like when you're in the club you meet them in real life and it's just kind of like you build a bond right then and there instead of like chatting back and forth like yeah. I was never a part of the tender life and I was never part of that so like I can't right. I really have a hard time with it okay so I, here's my question because <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure it works differently with everyone, but the way it works with you and your partner mm-hmm. um, is is it is it that you you engage in sexual activity with other people, but only when you guys are together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And is that generally swinging? Swinging is usually with like another couple, and you're usually all together, and you meet and you swing within each other. So there's different levels. There's soft swap or there's full swap. So soft swap is only pen it, like you can only penetrate with your partner, but you can do oral with the other couple, and mm. that's about it. But there's different ranges. Some people consider soft swap with just like you're in the same room sleeping together. Mm. Sure. Together. Yeah. But then yeah, but the more th- and then full swap is you can change partner 
partners, penetration and all and everything like right. all of that. And we're full swing. And there's different limits to it. There's different rules. With my partner before, my current boyfriend, um, our rule was we only did it in the same room. Like we didn't want to separate. Mm. But now like my guy, he likes his space. So we find like we'll end, we'll start in the first bed and we're all playing together. And then like as we kind of like venture separately, like me with the other guy and him with her he'll go in the other room and like they'll do their thing and we'll do our thing okay. and it's like exciting okay. like yeah. you the whole love about swinging is you get to see your partner enjoy the other person like it's you you get your enjoyment from seeing them have pleasure and right. so like separate rooms kind of takes that away but like you're still getting at the start and then at the same time like you get that excitement of being with a new person alone with yeah. your partner there watching yeah. over and everything and so there's that a little bit of draw man <clears throat> I know that swinging like the idea of it is one of those things that I feel like there's a lot of people when they, mm -hmm. if they're not in it, if they're not, or if they don't, you know, if they've never really put much thought into it, yeah. hearing someone say the excitement of watching your partner, your partner get pleasure, get pleasure makes people like squirm oh really just squirm yeah There's totally it's it's why it's why there was a there was a show on Netflix recently that was like it, I feel like it came out a long time ago yeah but it popped up on on Becca's feed or, or her roommate's feed and we were watching it it was like these older it was this uh crowd in the UK and mm -hmm. it was all about swinging and they would have these like okay. huge elaborate swing yes, parties yeah and I remember sitting there watching it and and you could you could almost sense like the 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 squirminess of 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 Becca's roommate while watching this, being yeah. like, "This is what? It, what is this? This is so wild." Yeah, <clears throat> you know. Um, but yeah, and so I know when when you say that, yeah. I, I can hear it, and I, I know there's people listening. That are oh, going, for sure. Fuck. Like I tell all of my friends, my guy doesn't <clears throat> like to tell any of his friends. Right. But like whenever I tell my friends. They're all like, I don't think I could do it. But then they're just so fascinated. Like they want to ask so many questions. Yeah. Like everybody's so interested, but they're like, no, I don't think I could they do it. They want to live vicariously through me. Through, yeah. Like my best friend, she's like, I don't think I could ever like have a threesome even. And I'm like, swinging's actually easier because it's not like your guy's just on the second girl and it's hard to figure out what you're doing. Whereas like when you're in swinging, like you're with the guy, so it's not as bad seeing your guy with a girl because mm. your your attention's given to someone else. Mm -hmm. And, and I it's find like it's yeah immediately applicable. To, to be able to go see how much I'm not just falling in love with this new yeah. partner. There also aren't either. For like, sure. It's a safe thing. And that's a big thing. Like I go to therapy and my she, one of the questions my therapist, therapist asked me was, she's like, how do you know that you're, they're not, you're not going to fall in love with the other person? And I'm like, well, our big thing is we only hook up with secure couples that are in a secure relationship and you can tell they're really in love but then there also are those other people that you meet online they're like we're just figuring this out we're new we're fuck buddies and it's like I don't really want to get into that because like then there's this not this element where we're getting with a secure couple that's trusting with each other mm -hmm. and they don't have their kind of so your therapist asks you that asks you oh yeah like I talk all about it for sure but but your therapist <clears throat> your therapist asks you from the from the she sounds worried, or they sound yeah, worried. Like from no, the no, no, it they... wasn't. No, no, not okay. at all. It was more just like making sure I'm okay, making mm, sure, sure like right, okay. we've talked about everything. Like right. a big thing we're figuring out that I really loved that she actually said was, 
and you guys know this in the polyamory, like you talk about everything, like you mm-hmm. set all of your rules about what you're going to do and how you're going to interact with that other person, what that looks like. But a big thing in swinging and probably with you guys too, is you need to set rules within your own relationship. Like what does your life look like together? Mm-hmm. Like with me and my guy, like it's really important to me that we have sex a few times leading up to going and sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like what is your own life? Not just how do you ri- react mm-hmm act with somebody else Mm -hmm. that's really important how often do you guys uh partake in so we've been doing it a lot we have two couples now right now that we see pretty frequently one that we see a lot and then another one that we keep trying to make plans with but it keeps getting canceled but that we feel really secure with and we'll go to the club maybe like every few months we just went for new year's we go to x club that's our favorite okay but i know you guys have heard of oasis yeah oasis was our first place that we went to and we didn't we picked like the worst day to go we went on like a sunday afternoon not a good experience nobody like there? nobody really there like not fun <laughs> but right. x club is good it's different in the sense of oasis because oasis you go in and you're naked right away like you right. go and get in a towel right away x club is like there's a club up front yeah you drink you dance you have fun you're all in your clothes and then the play area is in the back and yeah. so you don't go back there until That's you're ready to like sleep with somebody well. yeah did yeah. you guys, have you guys been to wicked no did you well, do wicked? wicked's closed now it, it is closed yeah, now yeah so but you never got around that to boat. it yeah no. it, it was the same like there was there was three floors first floor was yeah. a dance club second floor and third floor were uh towel like yeah you know no cl- clothes clothing not optional mm-hmm. um floors um so but for the for the two of you it's not specific to uh, uh, swinging parties well I mean we would love to find that but I mean I think we haven't really tried to find them we slept with multiple couples at a time like at the club we'll meet like two couples there and then we'll all go to the back together and play together but um, yeah no just like meeting people online it's kind of you just go and meet that one couple but at New Year's one couple was at the club and they like invited a whole bunch of people so that was like kind of like a swinger party up in like a separate room right sure yeah I was always intrigued by swinging like I remember the first conversations that Jeremy and I had about seeing other people um, or opening the relationship for me that was the fantasy like Mm -hmm. I I'm really turned on by watching other people have sex and and um, so I just thought that like that would work really well yeah. for me to be in the same room, but not necessarily all all of us all tangled up together. Exactly, yeah. you know, but like to have the visual as well as like the sensation and mm-hmm. the little taboo of it. Have you always, <clears throat> man, yeah, my you fucking bet. throat? Mm-hmm. <clears> throat> G- give it a big cough. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't do a thing. Maybe. It doesn't help. <clears throat> um, have you always been? Um, open to this sort of thing like like what was your early sexual yeah. experiences like your your sexual origin story as we yeah. oftentimes put it so i only really started getting into lifestyle with my current boyfriend the guy i dated before on and off for about six years he kind of like introduced it to me and we did it like once or twice but didn't really kind of get in that into mainly because he wasn't a very good guy and Mm -hmm. let me on basically forever but for me like I've always been very fluid sexually I'm bisexual I've always been very open to it and I've been really intrigued by what you've been talking about like in the last few podcasts about being able to separate the emotional from the sexual and Mm -hmm. I've always felt like that's the way I've been Mm -hmm. but the more I've evolved and the more I've gotten older it kind of makes me sad when I think about it because for me sex when I was younger was always about attention and trying to get people to like me and trying to just kind of feel wanted and feel needed and when I think back on my sexual origin story like it's not the best story and I don't know if it broaches like 
kind of sexual assault, but not really. And it, but it was I was 15, and it was the first time I drank, and I went over to this guy's house who I had a crush on all of grade nine. And then finally, me and my two girlfriends went over to his house, and then I thought we were just going to do oral, and then he's like, went out and got a condom, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to have sex, and he's like... And I basically said no. And he was like, come on, you'll like it. And because I so needed him to like me and mm. so needed that attention, obviously I said yes. Yeah. But whenever I think back on it, like it just doesn't feel like the best story. And I don't love the story. Yeah. But like that's how I did it. And then by the time I was done high school, I had slept with 10 people. And it was like when I was at that point in my life, like I was it was almost like I was accomplishing it. Like I had to finish high school with this like number. I thought it was this greatest thing. But when I look back on it, it really makes me sad, actually, because mm. It was just all about needing guys' attention and trying to get them to like me and a lot of issues with, like, my daddy issues, and I think that all stems from it all. Mm. I feel like I totally hear what you're saying, and, uh, you know, I I didn't really have any sexual experiences in high school, and but I did have that same desire to mm-hmm. be, like, liked and to be wanted, and... You know, I I think like the conversation has changed so much now where, yeah, we can look at that origin story and be like, well, that wasn't right. Yeah. But at the time, that was how we did things. We just were like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's like a little bit of pressure, you know, but mm, I guess I want it, you know, or I want the result of it anyway. So, yeah. And I, I, I mean... I'm sure you talk, maybe you've talked about that with your therapist yeah. and everything, but it's like, how much can we really like regret or feel shame over like no. those experiences? And, you know, we're just stumbling around trying to learn yeah. the things, find our way. And it's fucking sloppy and messy. For sure. And that's just how it is. Yeah. But I mean, like that was basically all of my 20s. Like I've only in the last few years have really kind of like owned my sexuality and really starting to stand up for myself. Mm. Like I still have never come during sex and a lot of that has to do with the performance aspect like Mm. sex for me when I was younger was all about performing and making sure that the guy was pleased and making sure that everything was okay with him and he was happy and I got so in my head and I just could never even do that and even be like even when a guy would go down on me like I would have a hard time coming because I would just be so in my head Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't ever really present like in your head about like the way things look or yeah like how how do I look right now oh my god how long it takes like never of that and like still to this day I still even have a hard time like I was thinking about it today when I'm swinging like my guy really knows how to make me come and like I need like really soft like really same like don't change what you're doing right. like but like with the swinging guys I still have a hard time being like this is what I need like with my one guy that I see frequently like I caught myself saying like oh I'm just not used to you yet that's why I can't come mm. and really it's like no you're fucking changing what you're doing too much like stop doing that Mm -hmm. but like I can't say that right because I don't want to make him upset and I don't want to like stand up for myself yeah and so like I still struggle with that but your partner that you're with now you you have come from through sex with him Um, well now like I'm not ashamed I need a vibrator fuck it that's what I do Mm -hmm. like I can't come any other way and that's just it like and now I'll like make a point of asking for it like if I really want to come during sex which I love oral way more anyway so I'm kind of like over (laughs) but like if I (laughs) really feel like coming during sex I'll be like can I get my vibrator and not be ashamed of it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I um I it, it as as kids the way that we're introduced to sex and the way that we the way that we fall into that territory like it really really can have quite a profound yeah. effect on the way that we exist in that world for you know years to come for sure um 
I mean, fuck. Like I'm thinking, I think I'm, you were talking about your first experience and yeah. I'm thinking about one of my first sexual experiences and that being almost a threesome mm. and how I'm like, I, I am literally, even to this day, I am, I am obsessed with threesomes. Obsessed. I, yeah. <laughs> honest to God, I, I only, I almost only, if I ever jerk off to porn, which I jerk off to porn. Yeah. I love watching porn. It's great. Um, but I straight up like exclusively watch threesome porn. Yeah. And someone asked me that the other day and I told them, and when I said it, I was like, oh my God, is that, <laughs> is that like, is something wrong with me? No. Like, what is that? What's that all about? But it does. It, 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 it has a, a pretty profound effect. It, we're, we're so, we are so, um, what's the word? It's like, I, I don't know if it's technical, if, if, if you could say it's like imprinting. Programmed maybe. Yeah. 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 We, we just, I feel like we, we can become so programmed at, at those experiences for the first time, yeah. those experiences when we're so young. Turn Me On will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. Because like some in a, some article that I read that was like an interview with Esther Perel, mm-hmm. um, she was like, "Here are some questions you can ask yourself about, you know, sex your sexuality to like give you a little more insight." And yeah. I, I I honestly like I didn't do it the exercise or whatever. It's just like you know like free free write base basically based on the question. But the first thing is like, what were the first messages that you got about sex? And the first messages that I can remember getting about sex are like I remember getting in trouble because I was hanging out with a boy and he he saw that I wasn't wearing underwear and he told on me and I got in trouble <laughs> so that was like part one um, and then and then and like and then stories that were that I was probably too young to hear about like some assault and like incest that was happening in my extended family oh, wow. and mm. And like a lot of ickiness and feelings about that, and uh, and just in general, like that gave me a bit of a weird feeling about the men that I knew in my life, yeah. even though I, you know, I didn't encounter that kind of of, no. of relation from anybody, or and it wasn't about those particular men that I felt weird about. But I've been really processing it a lot lately with a state of affairs because um, I have this thing where like my desire 
for my partner generally wanes after like the the yeah. the um, honeymoon period, and then and then the story's been like, oh, I guess I just have a low libido, but I don't think that's no, true. No, it's no, no, I don't think that's true at all. <clears throat> and I think I think what it is is in her book she talks about like people who you know people. Um, who who are deeply empathetic mm-hmm. and so ha- they have like for example I'll just be like speak just about myself if someone is hurting that I'm close to I put on like my mothering nurturing cap I'm mm-hmm. a big sister I did a little parenting of my yeah. own parents like I am responsible for restabilizing the boat and making sure everyone feels mm-hmm. okay and and that's normal but I carry a specific like weight of responsibility yeah. to that and it's very hard for me to go from like nurturing and reassuring yeah. especially around conversations about libido and yes I'm yeah. still attracted to you and blah 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 yeah. and then to be like and I'm gonna put my hands on you in a sexual yeah. way it's like I can't go from mom no. to lover at the flip of a coin no. because there's an ickiness for it for yeah. me and in that book she actually talks about you associate that now that he is your person you have to care after. Mm. And then obviously you're not going to find that sexy. Mm-mm. So that's what your sex drive comes from for mm-hmm. sure. He's my family. Yeah. That's why, that's why a lot of people have a hard time <clears throat> when one partner one gets sick and the other one takes mm-hmm. on that role yeah. of caretaker. Yeah. A lot of partners have a hard time of like separating themselves from caretaker to lover, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to juggle both of those roles because they are they feel very different and it removes you from that from from having that ability to look at your partner in a way that to sexualize them yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and that makes sense <coughs> yeah. from like a like a psychological standpoint mm-hmm. in a really big way yeah. but it was such a like aha oh, moment yeah. for me to read that and be like oh my god because I'm sure there's nothing wrong with my no. like I'm sure I don't have a low libido like no I'm 100% I don't think, sure. well look at you you're talking you have a sex podcast like <laughs> I definitely don't think that's your issue <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely like it's all mental right like for me my first thing with sex was I caught my dad watching porn really young okay so right away like that I thought I had to be that girl right, right. and because I have some daddy issues my dad like my parents are still together. He's lovely. He's wonderful. But he was very removed, very like every weekend. I remember he would always go play golf instead of spending time with us. And I could never rely on him. I could never count on him. So I was constantly in need of attention for mm-hmm. a man. So which why I slept around so much when I was younger and why I felt like that's what guys wanted from me. And I had to be this sexual, sexy figure. And I always dressed really slutty in high school. I shouldn't use that word. That's a terrible word. But like I always very dressed very provocative. And because I had so many like partners that would just use me for sex I was constantly craving like a safe relationship just all I wanted was somebody to love me so I would settle in these relationships of these really nice guys that would just treat me really well and be really sweet but on the other side I would end up cheating because for me the novel in my life was I thought that the kind of man that I'm supposed to be with is somebody I can't rely on somebody I can't trust all of that because that's what my dad was in my life that's Mm -hmm. what I grew up and my parents didn't have a loving relationship so Mm -hmm. I didn't think a loving relationship is normal Mm -hmm. so I would end up cheating with these guys that were more exciting more better sex and all of this and that was like the one guy that led me on for like years Mm -hmm. yeah and I would do stupid things like one guy in high school I remember like he cheated on his girlfriend with me and 
he like called me and I had to call his girlfriend and lie to her that we didn't sleep together and I did it oh, um, like I did it like that's so many issues and another like thing he like led me into another situation where he called me up in the middle of the night and I went over to his place and it was him and another guy and we were gonna have a threesome the me and two guys and then in the middle of it they're like how would you feel about another person and I'm like no I don't really want it and he was waiting in the closet oh, oh my no God. and I did it oh no and it's so like it makes me so sad when I think about yeah. it like oh. to this day I can't deal with surprises if ever like <laughs> yeah, if ever right. my guys like what would you do if I came home and surprised you with a person I'm like no don't do that yeah, right. 100% yeah. do not do no, that don't. that is not gonna go the way I you don't like to surprises yeah. Larry, yeah. I think you gotta get out of the closet she said no yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. so like oh, fuck I'm sorry that happened that is yeah. brutal yeah, yeah it's brutal so like all of my 20s was just basically like cheating on one boyfriend after the other because like I get in these safe relationships because I think that's what I need and then I ended up cheating because I feel like that's not normal mm-hmm. and is all of this stuff the stuff that you've unpacked through therapy yeah for sure and right. that's I've only gone started going to therapy in the last two years and like th- in the, that amount of time I've evolved in such a huge way and like because of the cheating I think that's also like what's led me into like the swinging lifestyle like mm-hmm. I started out my relationship with my current boyfriend we've been together for four years now we started out right away in that lifestyle like I went into him like when I, within like our first few dates I told him like this is the kind of thing I'm into and like it took him a little bit to get on board but like he was full swing and like that was the big thing like finally it wasn't like a safe guy like he's really exciting he's really fun like he's exactly my type of guy and then there was this extra element because I find I do feel sometimes when in relationships that I'm like missing out on being that single life because I've gone from one relationship to the other mm. and I always felt like I'm missing out like I didn't get to go and sleep with a bunch of people even though I really did but it was always bad sex so it's not that best mm-hmm. but like now when I think about it like I'm in a relationship and it's still like I am sleeping with all these people I am still living, living that single life like you get so excited texting with like a guy that's like new and it's fun and we always say when we go to the swinger club it like we get that little thrill of excitement because like you're going to pick up somebody and yeah. it's like mm. it feels like all those things you get when you're single but you're still experiencing in a trusting relationship with somebody you love mm-hmm. and does that like satiate the, the feeling yeah it really th- does yeah that's it's great. been huge like he's the one guy that I've never cheated on and like it's always been like open communication and my favorite Mm-hmm. saying is communication is lubrication so Ooh. like you try to talk about everything that, yeah write that down yeah. that's really good <laughs> whenever that's I awesome. go to weddings and they always have advice for five years I always write communication is lubrication yeah yeah. Uh, that is a good one where'd yeah. you get that um, I listened to this other <clears throat> podcast called Sex with Emily and I listened to that too oh, she's her. awesome yeah and that's her like big Sweet. saying yeah, yeah cool um, in terms of like the logistics of how swinging works with you and your partner, mm-hmm. do you guys do you do you guys engage in conversation with the other partners at like leading up to mm-hmm. yeah. meeting up and stuff like that? So with online, obviously in the club you meet people on the spot. Yeah. Um, but online there is a. I don't know if you guys have heard the app. It's K- uh, Kick, like K-I-K. It's basically yep. like WhatsApp, but only people in the lifestyle really use it or people that are doing threesomes. So we'll have like a group chat and we'll all talk together and kind of get to know each other, make sure we're all in the same boat, make sure that we have the same like rules and everything. And and then do you split off like it, the, you know, the group is in Kick and then mm-hmm. would you split off and talk to the other, other only, guys? It depends. Right. So obviously you want to talk about it it's always different every time yeah. the one couple that we see um really frequently that we're really like into um we just started seeing them i think it was september early september um and they're just lovely like we've had them over to our place 
for the first time and it all went really well and they're really sweet like my guy's really into the girl and I'm really into the guy and um so like since then the guy like asked permission he's like is it okay like would your guy be okay if I like messaged you separately and we talk separately and then we it was like all agreed upon whereas mm-hmm. like sometimes I've had a few guys just do it and, and not ask permission mm. and it just kind of feels a little skeezy it's like uh-huh. does your girl know that you're doing this I don't really know mm-hmm. but this one couple and we've actually because we're so comfortable with this couple we've kind of like broached maybe opening it up with just them like I have a date with just him on ne- this weekend and, oh, wow. oh, cool. and my guy's seen the girl like alone but we're not doing sex it's just like date just you, you can out. make out and yeah. stuff but like, we're not doing sex mm-hmm. but we have broached the topic of open relationship in terms of me I really want to have experience with girls on my own Mm -hmm. and because I've never I've done it in like group scenarios whenever we're together I play with the girl but I've never just been alone with one by my own Mm -hmm. by myself and that's kind of like my biggest that's my New Year's resolution for this year right I feel like that's really important and I've had that feeling too about myself because like when we you know when we were having threesomes together and and it was like well I really want to experience this this um, being with just a woman yeah. and I don't want you there because I'm afraid that it's going to have that like performative feel yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, because so much of uh, um, of what is that there's that great comedian on Netflix I think it's Hannah Gadsby I, Gadsby is I think is her last I name I think that is her name yeah. and uh, she's like an Australian she's a queer woman from Australia and I think she's do lesbians even if no one do lesbian exists if no if no one's watching <laughs> and I thought that was really that it was really, really funny, funny. That's really yeah. Good. yeah yeah but yeah like I always just felt like I just don't want to have to worry about him mm-hmm. like I just want to focus on her and I just want to be great and I have a date coming up in February with one girl from a couple that we like seen okay and so I'm really excited about that now th- I mean <clears throat> it sounds like this this could potentially be uh, sort of spilling over into the world of polyamory yeah well I don't well polyamory is about like when I read, like, I don't know, I haven't done that much research, but from what I read and what I've heard you guys talked about, like Esther talks about it at the end of her book, it's more like a community. Like it's, you are open to like having separate relationships and being like a whole family. And I don't know if I want that. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think like I'm fine going on dates in here, but I don't want to have something like, man, I'm exhausted. Like I can hardly maintain my own relationship. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I don't think I could do that. That's very true. It is true. Yeah. I'm just thinking now of the last, like even the last, I don't know, couple of days, like it's... Well, I've been thinking about you and the way that you and Becca date and and I think that there's like a little bit of polyamory happening there, but but for the most part, when you go out on dates with people, you're not looking for a committed relationship. No. And, no. I, and this is what, no. I mean, everyone probably has a different definition, but that's what Esther yeah. Perel talks about in terms of defining polyamory is like, it's a number of committed relationships. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, do do you like can you tell me about how, how like jealousy works in that Yeah, I don't find him jealous at all. Really? Yeah, but I mean we're open we're like so secure enough that if there was ever a chance where I'm like I, you know what I'm kind of jealous of that girl, mm-hmm. my guy would be like, "Kate, done. I won't see her anymore. That's it." Like that's the kind of like trust that there is. Like mm-hmm. we have lots of opportunities. We don't yeah. need to make one work just because I have a little jealousy. Like yeah. no, like you kind of get rid of that and that's about it mm-hmm. yeah has that come up much at all no not yet mm-hmm. but um 
we've talked about it like ever happening like and how we would approach it and yeah and go from there Mm. do you think that not feeling jealousy like I've I've you know had certain situations come up where I I've had to be like yeah I yeah I'm totally fine with you doing that and it's and I and I want to be clear it's not because I don't feel feelings and it's because I don't I want you to know that I care and I don't I do care if you just run off with somebody else for sure but I'm managing it. Well, you know what? Like, I've tried to think about it so much because with my ex before, I would feel jealous all the time. Mm. And it made me think, like, okay, well, does that mean I love my guy less because Mm. I'm so okay with it? But now I've, like, really kind of grasped it. And it's because I did not trust my ex. Mm -hmm. I did not trust that, like, you would leave me. You would for sure leave me. Mm. Like, you would go and do stuff behind my back. Like, I would. And that's what jealousy comes from. Whereas, like, I trust my guy 100%. Like, Mm. I'm never worried that he's ever going to for me like I know how much he loves me I know how much like we're secure and I think that's where it more stems from than anything else mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's interesting yeah I want to read more about jealousy and, yeah. and that kind of that kind of feeling like where it comes from like it's yeah. a possessive sort of thing and for like sure. did we learn that or did it come is yeah. it natural like jealousy um, she says in her book you know like jealousy does you you know, kids do feel jealous, mm-hmm. but it develops much later than the other emotions. Yeah. So it, it and it has such a it has such a man the way jealousy feels compared to any of the other like, um, for lack of a better term, negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Like it just. It is. It feels it burns. so. Yeah, it burns. Yeah. It's like an ulcer. So different. Well, I mean, like I don't. It's not that I never feel it. Like. Um, the rule behind me going out and being with other women is that he can do it too. Like mm-hmm. I can't be alone right. with other yeah, men, but he street. can do other women. And we've set rules around that. Like I don't want you on dating apps in this, in this town, but he travels a lot. So if you want to go to a dating app when you're traveling, like go for it. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't ever want you to like, I, I want you to always tell me if it's soon if it happens. And like when we first with the couple that we're seeing and he had the one date with her, when they first did it, like obviously I got that like sinking feeling. Yeah. And then you kind of like think about it and you're like, no, it's OK. Like I know how much he loves me. And then you quickly get over it. But mm-hmm. I mean, like you still feel that little pang of jealousy when it first happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. never it doesn't. Well, yeah. maybe it'll go away, but it's certainly yeah. it's a practice. I, yeah. But I it's how it's you manage practice. it. I don't yeah. think it's like it needs to go away. No. Like you're normal. Like it's part of life. And repressing it or denying yeah. it. Or or trying to ignore it, or feeling like it shouldn't exist, is like that just amplifies it. Yeah, it's not going to help. No, yeah. Yeah, not not one bit. No. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm, I I I'm I'm so fascinated by the swinging culture and the swinging mm-hmm. thing because it's not something I've ever been drawn to. Yeah, like, even through polyamory and like everything we've done, I've, mm-hmm. I've it's never been the the. And and I do I think jealousy is the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the I, funny thing is, my guy when we I first started listening to the podcast, like I was like, oh gosh, I definitely want to swing with them. And then the more like, and then you said in one podcast, you're like, no, I don't think I could ever do that because I don't want to see you sleeping with somebody else. Uh-huh. And so yeah, like yeah. I always knew you guys weren't into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I like I I know Becca has has hasn't been a swinger, but was in those scenarios before, yeah. and she's like, yeah, I don't know, it's like I I I can, I'm cool with it, and I'm like, oh man, no. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm cool with the idea of you being with somebody else. You just don't want to watch it. I just it. don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot. There's a, it, I don't know. We have some, like, there's some, like, 
boundaries and you're like, I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know but why. But it's not yeah. a thing. Like when you and Becca yeah. were like earlier on in in your relationship, I was like, I am not having a threesome with you two. Yeah. And Becca yeah. was like, why not? And I was like, well, and now I'm like, yeah. no, absolutely not. I can't go there in my brain because now she's more like a sister to me. Yeah, so of course. So it's just like, uh-uh. Yeah, nope. but even, even before Even though that. I recognize that she's like a total babe, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like off limits in my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Becca. I don't think she takes it personally, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when she came into that scenario, I think she was already just like, this is all so fucked. Yeah. So I don't, I, I'm like, I really don't know what I'm in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah she's really a good funny. sport, though. Yeah. She sure, sure does roll with it. You're a good sport, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, okay, so the lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I oh, hate that word, too. I know. I know I you do. I fucking hate that word. I know. It's, I want to know, like, wh- what are the non-obvious <laughs> ways that it's a lifestyle? Like, are there other wh- places that we wouldn't... Like, where did that word come from? Who decided oh, honestly, to go I the lifestyle? I, I don't know. You I know? wish I've read up more and I'm more intuitive about it, but I, I just know my own life stuff. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I think it's just, like, it's a way of life. Like, this is the way we're doing it, and it's different from other people, and I think it's just, like... Yeah, it is. A, it is. A, it is a, a unique, not a unique, yeah. but like a, a less conventional way of life, mm-hmm. for sure. But probably, I, I mean, I, for me, just like maybe a little less threatening than polyamory, or maybe yeah. a little less threatening than open, because it's a thing that you do together. Yeah, yeah. And it's mainly just sex, right? Yeah. So, like, I think that's more of a part of it, and mm-hmm. you're not like it's not important to really build like huge bonds with the other people, and it's different for everybody, right? Like some people just go from one couple to the other where other people just really want to build a bond with people and have mm-hmm. someone you can hang out with. That's really cool. Like we talk about like going to a cottage with one of the couples like this summer. Yeah. And there's like a party apparently like this really rich guy that's part of the lifestyle. I don't know where it is, but apparently he rents out his yard and it's like a in the summer there's like a big swinger party and oh, they fun. like put up tents. Like I really want to go this year. I think that the peace of mind for me would be like Okay, I'm not sitting at home while they're out yes, on a date. Yeah. We're doing this it's happening at exactly the same time, yeah. and there's like a feeling of balance there, yeah. you know? And I mean, like, our dates are our swingers. Like, we swing. That's what we do for a date. Like, yeah. it's it's a thing that we do together, and we j- enjoy it, and it's exciting, and mm-hmm. it's how we spend our time. And we've been doing it a lot. Um, like, we basically have every weekend booked up with, like, either friends or, like, at least twice a week, twice a month, we, like, try to see somebody. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So, it's, like, it gives us something to do instead of, like, just sitting at home being lazy bums because we love that, too. Does it make regular sex but like one on one sex, yeah. Kind of boring. So I find our our own sex life has declined, unfortunately. Interesting. Just because like we're exhausted most of the time, mm-hmm. and I try to make a point of having sex at least twice a week with him. But yeah. like this week, we only had sex once a week, yeah. and like for a while there, I was kind of feeling bad about it. Like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to like live up to that, right? Yeah. But I mean, like life gets in the way, and it like I don't find I'm trying to like really get over it, and I find I'm like okay with just that much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's maintaining and nurturing yeah. a sex life is like, you know, not not just like, well, it just happens naturally. Yeah, no. No, you got to work on it like oh, any other part sure. of your relationship. Scheduling sex. Scheduling it. Yeah. I know. I, I love listening to Dan Savage talk about yeah. scheduling sex and, and you know, Esther talks about it in a slightly different way. She's like... Mm-hmm. Put down the put down your work at the end of the day yeah. and like enter a space, you know, like create the space for yeah. it. And um, so many people are so resistant to it. For sure. Mm. Like they, they don't like it scheduled. But like, I mean, like 
my favorite thing is right in the morning I'll be like I really want to fuck you when we get home tonight mm. and then you're excited about it all day and mm-hmm. then you think about it and then like you like get home and you're feeling all sexy and you're like oh god I'm getting late tonight like it's great yeah mm. and, like it doesn't have to be like okay Tuesday night we're having sex at this time and this and this and this but it's yeah. like thinking ahead about it and knowing like okay yeah, I love that. I love what she says too about how um, foreplay starts after mm. the last orgasm. Because yeah, like, that's a great one. Yeah. I need foreplay. I think that yeah. isn't isn't just touch. You know, right before the main event. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to flirt. That's what I, I love want, about going on dates. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Is the that, anticipation. Yeah, 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 it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that dance. That like that. You know. The, the art, that, the, the art of, of communication, yeah. communication, yeah, it's great. I love it. I wanted to ask you how you're finding your threesomes. Uh, in in what regard? Like, oh, how do you I'm mostly fi- use how I'm Tinder? Them. Yeah, do you mostly use Tinder or? Um, <laughs> we kind of talked about this the other day with with Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, Instagram turns out Instagram <laughs> has worked out a couple times. Okay, well, yeah. Um, it's. It really, honestly, I find that it's it's far easier for Becca mm-hmm. to start the conversation yeah, with someone for sure than than for me to like say, hey, are you into the idea of sleeping with me and my girlfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, really, because I I'm also seeking um, casually dating yeah. other people anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it it usually will come up in conversation. It always comes up in conversation that I have a wife and a girlfriend. Yeah. And then that will oftentimes lead into the conversation oh, yeah. of, oh, like, so how does that work? And, and you know, that sort of naturally leads to, and we've, we've, we do this and we do this and threesomes yeah. are, and, and then sometimes they'll be like, well, oh, that, that sounds, sounds really fun. fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes, goes there, but that it, that's more rare. I think what, what we've found works the most in terms of us doing it through online mm-hmm. is if Becca matches with someone, strikes up a conversation, yeah. and then in her own way broaches the subject. And oftentimes people are like, yeah, that sounds really yeah. interesting. And then we'll, and then she'll bring me in on the conversation. We'll have like a group chat. Is her profile just her though? Or is there pictures of the two of you? There's pictures of the two of us. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And on my profile right now, I think there's a photo of the two of us as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but like she doesn't have written in her profile like looking to bang some like looking <laughs> to bang my boyfriend with one of you like yeah, with, yeah. with somebody on here um, but we've also we've also just been like out at the bar yeah. you know and we're dancing and Becca starts m- making out with someone and then says to them like I want you to go kiss Jeremy oh, yeah. and that's you know that's been a, so it, it really it's it's a um I think as long as you are, if you're trying to to land a threesome, but you're unsure that this person that you're thinking of is into that or not, yeah, I think it's really it, communication is lubrication. Yeah, you just bring sure. it up, and yeah. and they'll tell you, yeah, no, I'm not interested in that, or maybe I'm interested in that, or yeah, I'm fucking super down. Mm-hmm. And if they're not interested in it, well, that's okay. And if they're maybe interested in it, then you go, well, let's all go grab a drink and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And if they're super interested in it, it's like, come on over. <laughs> We're here at seven. That's the one thing yeah. I want to do this year. Like I've had a threesome, but not with my current boyfriend. So that's like mm-hmm. our goal for this year to have finally a yeah. threesome. Like with another woman or another yeah, man? Another, okay. another woman. He's not ready for another man yet. I would love another man. Yeah. But yeah. 
I w- I man, I'm so into the idea of a MMF threesome, mm-hmm. but it's got to be with two strangers that I do not know and have yeah. no ties to whatsoever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are probably in such a small community, though. That would be hard mm-hmm. to find, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's not Halifax is Halifax is small compared to Toronto. Yeah, but it's not that That's small. small. Yeah. True. You know, it, it gets a it gets a bad rap for being a small town. It's not that fucking tiny, man. I'm constantly meeting people that I've never, I didn't know existed. Yeah. And people that I'm just going, oh my God, you are beautiful. How did yeah. I, how have I never seen you before? Yeah. You know, men and women. It's just like they, they, they exist. It's a, it's a, it's a major city folks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's a student city. It's a student so city. Yeah. It's a there's a high city. turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of attractive people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Does your, do your parents know that you're, you guys swing? No. no. I've told my sister, but I haven't told my brother or my parents. Did you, how does your sister feel about She's it? She's cool. Yeah. 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 She's like, okay, great. I don't know if I could do that, but yeah, cool. cool. Whatever you want. <laughs> your prerogative. Good. It's yeah. nice to have people that are close to you that yeah. you know and you can talk to about it. I mean, I talk to all my friends. Like, all my friends know it, and they, like, nobody judges me, and everybody's mm-hmm. really cool with it, and yeah. Well, I'm really glad. I'm glad that, <clears throat> you know, you... you early on you went through um you know quite a struggle with with wrapping your head around your own sexuality and and what Mm -hmm. it all meant to you but it seems like you've really yeah found your 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 slot yeah yeah like i finally just feel so confident and so just in my element and like i know this is what i'm supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. just it's constant excitement and fun and i'm working on asking for what I need yeah. and yeah and I also like that you're setting like resolutions like you've yes. got you've got like stuff yeah. to do this year yeah. in terms of like your sexual checklist yeah that's really great yeah. I think that's important I think people need that yeah like lives. a little fantasy something yes. a, a little goal a little, yeah, a little goal to set you know mm-hmm. you know maybe it's having sex at the rock of Gibraltar yeah or or <laughs> up on the we pyramids. were actually there yeah oh really oh were you yeah. did you fuck on it no Shoulda. I know we should have. It's with my mom, my sister, and my and my guy. <laughs> oh yeah, right there you Sorry. go. I actually know someone who did fuck on the rock of Gibraltar. So oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why oh, that's pretty cool. Head. Yeah, uh, Avery, thank you Thanks, so much guys. for coming yeah, in. This you. was uh, it was a uh, it was a really sweet conversation. I'm glad yeah. we got to uh, to go over all that. I yeah. F- I'm yeah. I feel you know. I feel like I know a little more now about yeah. swinging. Did you find online what? Uh, you know what? The only thing I could find really was that like the swinging lifestyle so i feel like it's just an abbreviated yeah i think so term of like it's the lifestyle yeah the swinging lifestyle mm-hmm. it's like a code it's yeah. like yeah. you know like a little wink yeah it is I like yeah that. i kind of like that i yeah. like that yeah, yeah. Like it too yeah. Maybe it's not so and now not you so know cheesy. <laughs> that, the, that the lifestyle doesn't only belong to um like much older generation yes of, no. this uh, is true too yeah. yeah this is true there's yeah. young hot people doing it yeah, yeah. there yeah. is you should see the people at the club they're all really hot yeah where so yeah. where's this club so that one's in mississauga okay and then there's also um one right by the airport that one's called ozone and then uh, i forget what the other there's two more one in etobicoke and another one in mississauga and do they just run like w- every weekend yeah i think okay. so yeah we cool. have we've only been to x club and oasis Okay. But the other ones we've heard, like Ozone, I think is a little bit of an older crowd. Sure. And then um, the other two are more like Oasis where you like kind of get in a towel right away. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think they're all different. Cool. Nice. Well, thank you again for yeah, coming thank in. Thank you so much you. for having me, guys. This, this is so much fun. Awesome. This is like, I've been like wanting to do this for so long. <laughs> and it was very surreal to meet you, Bridie <laughs> yeah. and, yeah, really and Jeremy, nice too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. 
<clears throat> in the meantime, head on over to Apple Podcasts because it would mean the world to us if you just did the thing that we always ask you to do. <laughs> Leave a rating and a review and, of course, hit the subscribe button. And uh, you can check us out on Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash termion. Uh, if you want to hit us up. Yeah, you can reach us uh, 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 through email at termionpodcast at gmail.com. You guys are so wicked at reaching out and like sharing your thoughts and your Honestly. your questions. And we love uh, taking a stab at um, giving advice to you on your real life situation. So keep it coming and uh, and send us your butt pics, please. We, uh, we, have, a, yep. we have a, quite a gallery going and, and uh, Instagram allows it. So let's be a part of it. That is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>